Hello and welcome to the 16th episode of Lights, Camera, Ulysses, the premier podcast on all things Joyce and Cinema. This is your host, Robert Kraut, and I'm recording today from a cabman shelter somewhere deep in Dublin. Just a quick shout out to the sponsors. This episode is brought to you by the Anchor Tattoo Parlor. As the name suggests, this parlor specializes in anchor tattoos. Well, that's about it. Only sailors are admitted, so please bring the proper identification to your appointment. So this is the last part of our mini-series focused around stylistic ideals, and I will use this chapter, Emmaus, to talk about minimalism. Whereas maximalism encourages artistic excess, minimalism encourages restraint. And following the -the off-the-wall antics of Circe, Joyce uses this chapter to recalibrate the reader, not only in terms of action and scenery, as most of the chapter centers on dialogue confined to a single location, but also in terms of prose style. While some might argue that this is the most poorly written chapter of Ulysses, it is inarguably the easiest to read. Okay, there's a tongue-in-cheek element to this, as Joyce knowingly uses cliches and really basic prose. I mean, just listen to this line. Interest, however, was starting to flag somewhat all around. This line wouldn't be out of place in Harry Potter, but it seems very overly simplistic compared to the rest of Ulysses. In many ways, Emmaus serves as a minimalistic counterpart to the maximalistic Cyclops, as similar topics are covered, namely politics and Bloom's personal life, and in a similar setting, too. But what's the virtue of minimalism, and why does Joyce set this uneventful chapter in an unpretentious wooden structure? Well, just as maximalism blows out ideas to convey a message, minimalism draws them back and turns the ideas into baby food for the audience to easily digest. And in this chapter, Joyce wants to give us a simple portrait of Bloom and Stephen, minimally interfering with style and letting the characters speak for themselves. In terms of film, I want to give my listeners two movies to watch that share a similar aesthetic to this chapter. The first is Naked, directed by Mike Lee, and the second is Down by Law, directed by Jim Jarmusch. And both of these films use limited sets, basic production methods like simple camera work and realistic lighting, and they also share an aversion to cinematic action and traditional narrative structure. Instead, these filmmakers emphasize dialogue and character, and any sense of directorial oversight fades into the background, replaced by realism and naturalism. By sticking with this aesthetic, they are able to ground the audience and make them relate more to the characters and their circumstances. This can be an effective method when covering social or emotional topics as opposed to maximalism, which is better suited to grandiose historical and philosophical ideas. Turning back to Joyce, he is able to make the reader relate to Stephen's play with a continued emphasis on the coffee and pastries that Bloom push on Stephen to aid his drunkenness. This is a really simple idea, but it's a powerful one, helping to draw the reader in after the arguably distancing effects of the last few chapters. So long story short, don't be afraid to make a movie with two characters sitting in a room talking about ordinary topics. You just have to make sure it's well executed. And okay, there's nothing inherently cinematic about characters talking, but that can be okay. And Joyce uses this chapter like Brisson uses his camera, subtly yet with a purpose. And to close off our mini-series here, I want to leave you with a thought. So I really believe that movies should either adhere to minimalism or maximalism, depending on the topic, and I feel like a lot of films hover in the middle of these two ideals, resulting in a product that is aesthetically uninteresting. Don't fall into this trap, pick a lane and stay in it, or commit to aesthetic variants, as we talked about in Oxen. Just stay consistent with your aesthetic ideal. Thank you for tuning in this week, and we'll be back by the time Steven gets sober.